Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about the practices that open us up to our allness. We talk about the topics, we talk about the things we can do in order to open, open up to our fullness, to start to come into alignment with deep soul purpose and soul gifts. I'm your host, Sabrina Lynn, founder of Rewilding. Today's episode goes deep. (laughs) So it goes beyond just a normal conversation around speaking your truth and finding your voice. We go deep, we go into soul truth, and we go into finding soul truth. What does that feel like? What does that do for our lives when we start to come from soul truth? Then we talk about how do we bring that out into our everyday world? So how can I bring and live from the depths of my soul's truth? Um, the depths of my being, that, that deep, 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 deep truth of who I am, what I'm here for, what I'm called to do, how I'm called to express, how I'm called to love. Um, I love this episode. It, as always, was recorded in our Facebook group live as a video. If that's something that you're ever interested in joining us for, just do a search for rewilding for women in Facebook and you'll see us. And if you click on events, once you get there, you will see the next kind of schedule or at least usually the next live recording that we're gonna do. Also, if you're not a newsletter subscriber, we do lots of invitations. I shouldn't say lots, because then it sounds like I'm just bombing your inbox, which is definitely not what we do. Um, I send out an email about once a week. Definitely not more than that. So you don't have to worry about some crazy person emailing you all the time. But it's different invitations to live streams to be live in our Facebook group or different invitations, different discount things, different offers, different ideas, different tools, different practices that we only share with our subscribers. So if you're loving rewilding or if you're just a little bit curious about a little bit more of rewilding, I invite you to become a subscriber. There's also a free workshop that comes um, for subscribers. So once you subscribe, you'll get an email just inviting you to do a free workshop, a rewilding workshop to explore some of the different aspects of the feminine. So if that's singing to you, um, I invite you to go to the website rewildingforwomen.com and subscribe. And I will see you in your inbox. Until then, I invite you to just enjoy, enjoy this episode, Um, listen to it from that really open-hearted, open soul place, Um, and love to hear your comments. Facebook group is definitely the best place to um, suggest other topics for us, or also just comment, Um, leave, leave posts or comments on what came up for you, what arose for you during this live, or just anything. Um, Love, 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 love to hear um, what's going on for you if it feels right to share in the group. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Enjoy the episode. Finding our voices and speaking our truths. I think we all know how. Maybe we don't. Where I'm at, which is in the U.S., it's such a hot topic right now of, of women finding their voices, speaking their truths, saying their no's. Uh, it's, it's a, and, and I share that because it's such a loud ripple. It's such a loud collective feel. So even if you're not necessarily feeling it as intensely as some of us who are in the States are feeling it, 
to me, it feels like it's such a time for us to start to speak our truths in a deeper way, to start to find our authentic voices, to start to allow the parts, the wisdom, the feminine wisdom within us to be heard, to be seen, to be witnessed. We've oftentimes not valued the gut feels, the intuitive feelings, the emotional side of things. Still, still in this day, it's, it's oftentimes that side of things is not valued. So I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk a little bit about finding our truth first before speaking it. So before I can even open the door to talking about speaking our truth, we have to first talk about how to find our own truth and how that sounds to each of us and how that feels to each of us because my deepest truths will come through differently in my being than your deepest truths will come true come through for you. So I'm kind of taking us in deep right off the bat. I, I want to just go deep. I might come back up to surfacey level stuff, but right now I want to talk about soul truth. I want to talk about deep truth. I want to talk about, there's no other word for it other than soul truth, that sort of a truth. I want to point out how often we shy away from it. I just want to bring that to the surface because it's, it's, very valuable for us to talk about this when we're talking about this topic of speaking our truths because you could speak truth on many, many, many levels. I could speak truth on this level, which is like, it's snowing outside, okay? Then I could speak truth on this level, which gets a little bit deeper and a little bit more vulnerable, right? Like, um, my father hurt my feelings the other day, so I'm getting a little bit deeper and a little bit more vulnerable, or I could get down to this depth and this truth. So there's different levels here of speaking truth. When we start to get into deep, 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 soul truth. So now this goes beyond mind truth, mental truth. It goes beyond heart truth to me, how I kind of feel it and how I explain it. It's beyond heart truth. It's soul truth. Can you feel that? The heart has oftentimes strange little agendas. It's a chakra center. It's an energy center. It's an important one. It's a beautiful one, but it needs healing like all of the other centers of the body, right? We have funny little attachments. You can probably feel into times in your life where your heart has led you down some really wild path that wasn't necessarily soul aligned. Can you feel the difference between that? So there's heart, like, oh, my heart, my heart, right? My heart is going over here, my heart. Can you, soul, truth, soul aligned. There are no weird heart strings or chords there or in that. It's soul truth. So now we're starting to get to big, deep divine wisdom that pours through you. That soul truth is that universal wisdom that comes in. It doesn't have it doesn't have personal 
things attached to it. Does that make sense? Sometimes it's hard to find words when we start talking about this. The heart can be very personal. Our second chakra, sexuality, can be very personal. But soul is not, it, it, it stops being personal. It's just innate, deep, raw, real truth within. And it is a journey to feel that, to find that, to learn how to hear that, to communicate with that, to start to act from that place. This is not something that happens in a weekend workshop. It's something that you can start to touch into in a weekend workshop, but it's something that requires practice, 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 vigilance, vigilance, holding yourself to the fire, holding yourself to the fire, acting from that place, acting from that place, acting from that place, over and over and over and over. That's what I like to call soul stamina, or it's a component of soul stamina. It's when we start to live our lives from our deepest truth, not that surface level truth, not that like mid-range truth, deepest truth. I want to give you some characteristics around deepest truths within. They oftentimes are not logical. They do not translate into making money or safety or security. That's where we oftentimes get hung up. So I'm just kind of giving you some things around, around troubleshooting, not troubleshooting, around pitfalls. Um, it comes in fast and furious, really, really quick, and it's always there. It's never not there. We just clog the system. We clog the line because it comes in too fast, too furious, and we're not comfortable with it. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to know it. So here's a question for those of you listening. And if you're live or you're watching the live stream versus the podcast, I invite you to comment. When have you clogged the line? When have you purposely slowed it down or pretended like you didn't hear it? Right? And you can share a comment or you can just feel into that or there's probably thousands of examples where you've done it. And there's probably a million more that you're still just not even aware of. Same for me. I'm not saying that I'm not also in that category. Um, but it starts to shift. Um, and that's what I'm in inviting us to start to feel into. I'm inviting us to go way deeper way deeper with all of this stuff and inviting us to start to go to that sort of a truth and start to allow that channel to be open. Um, I love how Carolyn Mace talks about it and when Carolyn Mace will say, it comes in too fast for you. It's too fast. It's too fast. You can't handle it. You can't handle it. You don't want to handle it. And you know how Carolyn Mace talks um, in her ferocious, fiery, wild way. And, and she'll speak about it like that. And to me, in my experience, and also watching, witnessing, seeing so many other women start to move towards a soul-aligned truth path... You watch that struggle and you watch and you see how fast it comes in and how furious it comes in and how much we know. So here's the other thing, and this sucks. This one's going to suck. You already know. We all already know 
How many times have you gone to get a psychic reading or an Akashic record reading or an astrology reading or something and pretty much everything that was told to you, you already knew. You just didn't trust it or you didn't trust it yet or you tried to talk yourself out of it or you didn't really want to believe it. How many times? Like that's just one of those like beautiful questions to sort of check, check self. Um, Now, to what degree we've all clogged the line is very, very different. So those of you who've been on this path for a long time, you've unclogged that line. That's that's more derubbling. You've done a lot of unclogging the line. So it's easier to feel it. And it's that know thyself. You know what it feels like. You know what you know when you're out of alignment. You know you also start to know when you are blocking it. You know when you don't want to know. So you start to feel, oh, there's a truth here that I don't want to see. I can't see it because I know I'm blocking it. But you start to be conscious when you're blocking your truth. You're blocking it. A beautiful example of this is you get a gut feel flash that your kid is on drugs. That sucks. You don't want to believe it, though. Like you come in and you just, you, you cannot accept that. You just cannot accept that one. So you ignore it. You avoid it. You rationalize it. We have such strong mental capacities in this modern day society. We've been trained to live from the neck up. These things are so strong. They are so good at convincing you of something right? You can talk your feel into this other truth as well. How many times have you talked yourself into one decision only to change it and talk yourself into the other decision like two minutes later and to do the flip-flop back and forth simply by allowing the mind to have a field day, allowing the ego to just do wildly rationalizing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. To me, a practice around that Go here. Get out of the mental realm. Go deeper. Go deeper. Whatever your practices are to get in touch with deep, wise woman within self or deep soul within self. And if you don't have practices around that, start doing some sort of work to start to find what works for you, right? Start doing something or something different things to start to feel into what works what takes me into my soul what takes me into my truths what takes me in what gets me to my soul what gets me to these deep truths and do it do it i just had this amazing interview yesterday with a woman um it'll come out actually there was an interview with her that came out yesterday in the facebook group you might have seen it um it's with Leon, primal happiness amazing woman i love her she's gifted and skilled and we were talking about women on this path of awakening, women on this path of starting to really follow deep truths, starting to come into allness. What what does it require? And one of the things that her and I flushed out in our conversation that we both see is there's this important step of opening the door to it, opening the door to it. And that once the doors open, then it, then it's different than all of your practices. It's like how they talk about it in Kundalini traditions, right? Once the Kundalini is awakened, 
Now your practices will all be juicier, will all be different, will all, you can easily practice on your own. But you needed to have the awakening in order for that door to be flung open so that you can do the practices on your own. So what, what, what the heck does this mean? Find somewhere to go to fling the door open. And it's, it, it, it doesn't always happen by reading a book or doing an online workshop, right? It, it, it just, just feel, feel, follow, feel, 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 feel. Um, and I think those of you who've been on this path for a long time, you'll know, right? Like once you go through some sort of a big awakening or a big opening, or you sat in big women's circle, there is a lot of power when sitting in person in big women's circle with a lot of Shakti, right? You will know how different everything is after that. How different your practices are. Women in inner circle. So women who are doing the online workshops with me every month, they will say, Sabrina, holy shit. After coming on retreat, the whole of everything has changed. My meditations are easy. Uh, doing the online inner circle workshops are totally different. I'm now puking stuff out in my living room while watching a video, right? So a lot of things change. So I want to share that from the importance of that, how important it is to find something that opens the door if that door is not open, or there are multiple doors. So just because the first door opened doesn't mean there isn't another door that will open even more in you to take your practices even further, right? To that soul aligned. So I'm sharing this still from a place of, we're still talking about finding our deepest truths. Our deepest expressions, who we authentically are. Here's the deal. You want to know the deal? I hate doing this. Here's the deal. I don't hate it. I love it. Here's the deal. You're the divine. You're that. You're that. That's the ultimate truth of everything. You're that. There's just a whole lot of shit in the way. There's a whole lot of shit in the way. And we forget that that's what we are. You're a piece. You're going to maybe hate this word. Insert a different word. You're a piece of God. You're a piece of God. I'm a piece of God, right? Every woman sitting in the circle is a piece of God. We're the divine. That's the truth. So when we start to get to the truth of the truth of the truth of the truth, there's no way that I could give you this podcast topic, talk about this without going to the reality of the deepest places that I can talk to, the highest places I can talk to, the most authentic places I can talk to. When we talk about stepping into our allness, we're talking about stepping into our divinity, every aspect, every expression of it, right? And getting rid of everything that, that blocks me or prevents me from moving from that soul place. That prevents me from aligning with that soul place. That, that divinely aligned place. That big truth place. Big truth place. And every move you make is in alignment with that big truth place. So you're not saying, yeah, I kind of hate my job. It just doesn't really seem to fit. Or, eh, my friends are so-so. I don't really, meh. Right? That goes away. All of that disappears because you're living truth. When you live truth from the inside, the external has to follow suit. Has to. Has to. So I watch all of these things around, around, like, oh, I'm starting to get, I get frustrated talking about it, around, like, 
personal development things about like just forcing and pushing and goals and repetitive mantra things. I, I love mantras. Um, what do they call? They don't call them mantras. I don't know what they are. Like I am beautiful. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. Well, there's something deeper going on in there. Not that I'm saying that those things can't get you there, but so much of this stuff is changing your external world. It's like, do this, 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 and this in your external world. But meanwhile, the internal isn't aligned with the soul. So to me, when we do the big internal work, we, we, we go in, right? And we start to do soul work, right? We do things like mystery school. We do soul work. We're in and we're coming into alignment with our souls. From the inside, the whole of the external follows suit. You lose the weight you've been trying to lose for 35 freaking years. The right relationship comes into your life that you've been trying to attract for the last 10. Your relationship with your children finally turns into a beautiful relationship and you've been trying to do that for the last 25 years. Whatever the things are in your life, they follow suit. Not saying that there still isn't challenges. We signed up for challenges. That's what growth. That's part of the growth. I was just chatting with Kelly this morning. Um, Kelly's part of the rewilding team. We all love Kelly. I think you all know Kelly. Um, she does everything. Um, I was chatting with her this morning, and we were talking about life workshops and how beautiful life workshops are. She goes, I love life workshops. And those are challenging aspects. We were talking about it from this place of, fuck, I'm in a PhD program right now. Like this is one of those life workshops where it is taking me to places that I have not been able to access. Like this person showed up, this event showed up, and it is allowing me to access something that nothing else has taken me to. Life workshops, hallelujah. They take us to our deeper truths. So I don't want this to be like, oh, it's all pie in the sky. Start doing some deep soul work and nothing on the external is still challenging. Like until we're enlightened, we're going to hit challenges because we need to. It's what is a life workshop for us. It's what allows us to grow and to step into more light and to step into more love and to let go of all of the bits that aren't aligned with that high vibrating light and love. Right? All right. So... We've just gone into the depths. We've just gone into the big stuff. We've gone into soul truth. Let's start to come up a little bit. So I want to bring us out of, I don't know, it's hard to come out of there. <laughs> it's hard. I just want to stay in like the deepest truth that we can stay in. Um, but there are some other components to start to bring this up and out and into the physical world that I want to share with you, um, how to embody it, how to move with this in your everyday world. Um, something that I really want to share around speaking our truths, finding our voices, are archetypes that are good for that. So I think I get this question all of the time, what archetypes are good for this? So I want to share a couple of archetypes that are really, really beautiful to help us find our voice. So now, this is how we're tying all this together. So now I'm, I'm in this space and, and I've got soul truth pouring through me. I've got soul truth pouring through me. How do I then speak it out into the world? 
So how do I find my voice and speak it out into the world, right? So we've just gone from the depths and now I'm going to try to bring us out up into the physical world and give us some practical tools for that. So first, soul work. Do the soul work. The next thing is translating soul truths and staying in alignment with our soul truth despite this wild world that we live in. So despite families who may not agree with our soul truths, despite society collective energies that may not agree with our soul truths, what do we do? How do we do that? Well, part of it is that soul stamina that I was talking about. Part of what comes with doing soul stamina is this confidence in who we are. This is who I am. I don't need your good opinion in order to stand in who I am. I don't need your validation to stand in my authentic soul truth, to express the fullness of me. I think we're living in this time where we've got this amazing opportunity to really go for it, to really open up to the fullness of ourselves, to all of those aspects of ourselves that have been hidden for centuries upon centuries upon centuries upon centuries and decades upon decades upon decades, right? It's the six faces of the feminine that I talk about. It's all of the archetypes that I talk about. Um, But right now where we are in current society is that we're kind of leading the edge in that. Like we're pushing the envelope. It's the rise of the feminine. That's the age that we're in, is this the the rise of all aspects of the feminine, all of the wisdom that's been hidden, all of the Shakti traditions, the goddess traditions that have been hidden. You you feel them all coming out, it's coming. And same with all of these emerging feminine archetypes. So these emerging feminine archetypes are starting to come out. But those of us, if you're here, right, if if you're like coming on retreats with me, you're doing mystery school with me, you're in inner circle, we're doing some work together, like you've kind of signed up to be on that cutting edge of human awakening, of human evolution, of bringing in some really big shit. You have, like into your being, you're saying yes to embodying and becoming a way fuller woman than your mother was, a way fuller woman than your grandmother was. And with that comes some resistance, comes some family resistance, right? Um, My family sort of looks at me like, what the fuck is she doing? And that's okay. That's okay. That's not their path. They're not here to bring in the feminine. They're not here to open up to their allness. Some of them are. Some of them are are in and getting it and doing doing things in their own way or doing things in this way even. Um, <laughs> B, I love this. I signed up with my full self, right? So there's a, a stamina that this takes. There's a confidence that this takes. There's a... Uh, a, a level of, for lack of a better way of saying this, a level of toughness. There, there is toughness required. And to me, the toughness comes from opening up the doors of the dark goddesses, opening up the doors of the warrior goddesses. So those energies in us, right? Those big energies in us that, that they don't, I don't like using the words protection or boundaries per se, because then it's like we've got this like thick armoring on. That's not what it's about. It's more about 
oh, they just bring this strength, this strength and this, this, you know what? I don't care. I don't care if you don't agree with me. This is my soul. They bring a knowing. They bring a wisdom. They bring this confidence from knowing. It's a deep knowing, right? It's like medicine woman knowing. I know what I know, what I know. I don't know how I know, but I know. I know it in my bones, right? It's that. They bring that. I know it in my bones. The other thing definitely worth mentioning around this is get in circle with other women who are living this way. Get in circle with other women who are living this way. Just being here and listening to this is changing your wiring. It's changing your wiring. It's making things move and shift and open and awaken. So it's find those places, those people, those circles, those friends, those anamkaras, right? Who can hold your soul truth, who can hold your allness, who can hold the fullness of what you're stepping into, who honor your soul path. They honor it. They honor it. Whatever it is, they honor it. And what they do is they almost like pull it out. So those facilitators, those teachers, those wise women, those friends, they've got this ability to pull, like they, they like magnetize out your deepest truths. They give you that non-judgmental space to speak your truth. There we go. That's what I wanted to get to. Find that space. Find that space before you start trying to speak your truth in the most judgmental, critical spaces. First, find a space that's non-judgmental and it's open and it's loving and it can hold your truth. It can honor your truth. It can witness your truth without judging it, without shutting you down. As women, we are so fucking sensitive. We are wired to be sensitive. It's a gift. It is a huge gift. It's also a curse. Every gift is a curse, right? Just depending on how it shows up in our lives and how well equipped we are to handle it. But we are so sensitive. There could be a man standing next to you and here's an invitation. Over the next week, over the next week, watch how you respond in different people's energies. This is a brilliant fucking practice and it will change your world. Watch how you respond when you're in different people's energies. Watch how full you can be, how open you can be. Watch how shut down you have to be. Watch how limited you have to be, right? Do that. Do that for a week. Write notes on it. Pay attention and you will start to see who can hold your soul, who has that non-judgmental space and who doesn't. Who doesn't? I've just gone on this like wild spree of doing this to a whole different level for myself as a practice of um, how am I polarizing different people or not, not polarizing. That's, that's kind of a trippy word to use in this situation, but um, it is polarizing. It's if they're in this energy, then where does my energy go? Right? Cause I'm polarizing. I'm holding it. I'm holding an energy in accordance to this energy, right? Just totally not 
personalized, not attached to anything, just purely rawly watching the energy, right? Watching their energy. And then what if I push the boundaries into this? Then what happens there? Do they shut down? Do they freak out? Are they able to hold that, right? So I start to like move. You just test it a little bit. Like I start to move into, um, here's a good one, like lover. So I start to move and start to like open up to like lover energy or like big potent sexual energy. Well, what, what do they do? What, what is, what is their response? And obviously you do this when it's appropriate. I'm just giving examples here. Like I'm not going to go and like lover up everybody. That's just not, that's not appropriate. Um, but where appropriate and you can push the boundaries or you push the boundaries with warrior or you push the boundaries with dark goddess. How, how is that responding to you? So this is another level that we need to really honor as, as women, as intuitive, sensitive very open beings that we are, how we're wired. We're innately wired for this. We're innately wired for this. The more that we open, the more sensitive we get to it, but just feel. So that's another great practice around finding our truths, speaking our truths is check out what are your environments? What are they? What are they? How open are they? How non-judgmental are they? Um, what time is it? I start to get so carried away and then I end up forgetting about Q&A. Let me just feel if there's anything else um, to be shared around. I shared archetypes that would be good to work with. I think I'll end on that. That feels like a good juicy thing to end on. When it comes specifically to translating energy or Shakti into words or into voice, there are... I want to say two, maybe three. There's two for now, two archetypes that are kind of screaming. One is Saraswati. Um, you can find Saraswati in Sally Kempton's Awakening Shakti. Um, Saraswati is this glorious, beautiful goddess energy, beautiful Shakti energy. The gift in working with that energy and opening up that energy in ourselves is the ability to translate deep soul truths into words. So do you see how my hands are moving? So if you're watching this on video, um, if you're not watching this on video, watch it later. My hands are just in this like sparkly, it's almost like magic. They look like magic hands. And there's this sparkly ability to like bring up the truths, bring up the depths of the truth, which might be so raw and not quite in thought form or not quite in words yet. And inviting that Shakti in and working with that energy and opening up to that gift, it brings this beautiful ability to translate to bring out into words so when it, when we talk about finding our voice saraswati and she's glorious she's also goddess to work with around creation creativity so it's bringing again like bringing the energy of creation creativity out and translating it into song into poetry into words into um, speaking into our vocal cords so that's a beautiful 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 energy to work with is saraswati the other one is Pallas athena um, i know that we've done a podcast on Pallas athena so i won't talk too much about her i think you can scroll through Pallas athena um, or just do a little search on our blog on our website and you'll find Pallas Athena, but Pallas Athena is that warrior goddess. Um, she's, she's, not only is she going to be great for finding our 
truth and translating. She's also good for holding big protective space to do it, right? So she's got that warrior ability of, this is a little bit scary to speak my truth here. Because how, let's face it, how many of us have come up against spaces where it's a little bit scary to speak our truth? A little bit of fear comes up. We need courage. So a lot of times speaking our truths requires courage. Pallas Athena brings that. She brings that warrior to us. She brings that courage to speak it, to say it, like to get past that fear that keeps us quiet, that keeps us small, that keeps us shut down. Like, I don't want to face the, the wrath of, or the consequences of speaking that I'm just, that, that might hurt. Um, but she comes in with that warrior energy and really kind of brings, brings the fire, brings the juice, brings the ability to stand in situations and in energies that might bring up a little bit of fear around us speaking our truths and, and finding our voices, something else. This is the last piece that I want to talk about because this hit me when I was in the shower and I just remembered that I wanted to share. Shower time is like the most creative, brilliant time for me. And so it was this little tiny thing that came up and I want to share this with you is that our throat chakras are very linked to our second chakras. So I don't know if you know that um, or if you've ever worked with that, but our throat chakras are very, very, very linked to our second chakra. Even making sound making sound starts to open up our throat chakra. It starts to open up our voice. So for those of you who do workshops with me online and I say, let there be sound, I invite sound to come from the depths. Do you see I'm back down at my second chakra, right? The depths, the truth, the depths, the guts, the primal roar. Just doing that, even if it feels fake and it feels weird and it feels strange at the start, find your fucking voice. I don't know how we can say, I want to find my voice, but I'm not, I'm not even going to make a sound, right? Just find, make a sound, make it up, do it in the middle of nowhere. Do it in your room when nobody's home at your house, do it where, wherever, however, make a sound. You're making love, make a sound, let a sound out, let it come out, start to let sound arise. Sound is freaking profound and big and beautiful. It moves a lot of energy. It opens a lot. If you want to find your voice, find a sound. Find a sound. Fuck the words. Worry about the words later. We'll work with Saraswati to figure out how to translate the words. Find a sound. Growl. Do something, right? There's a truth happening. There's like a bur- bubbling up in my belly and it's, it's starting to churn. It's starting to churn. Who cares if it's just a quiet, it's just... It helps me to feel the truth of that. Even if I haven't found the words for that yet. The other thing, I know I keep coming up with tips. I hope these are useful because they just keep pouring in, so I'm giving them to you. Speak it in the moment. This is the other massive thing that I can share with you. Speak it in the moment. Bang, it comes, speak it. Okay, there is a little bit of a caveat here. (laughs) Do the work to clean the pipes (laughs) so that when you do speak the truth, it's not coming out in that like crooked, distorted with a whole lot of rubble wanting to just kill somebody with a jagged sword, right? (laughs) But at least speak it to yourself. At least speak it to yourself. You feel it like it's in my belly and I'm certain it's not really feeling quite right. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Feel it. 
feel it even more. Let it move. It'll move through you. Let it move. Don't stuff it. Don't quiet. Just, and even it, right? So there's this, this going on in my stomach and I have no idea what it is. I have no words. I don't have a voice. I can't fucking speak it. But I can feel, and it's just, and then you start to roar or growl or you stick with the energy. You let it start to move. And then it starts to bubble up. It starts to come up and you go, oh, actually, I'm really unhappy about what you've just said to me because it feels like you've crossed a boundary of mine. Feels, I feel disrespected in this moment or whatever. Um, those are my tips. <laughs> That's what I've got. If I keep talking, I will just keep going probably with like 30 more and we'll be on this podcast for the next 45 minutes before we do questions. Um, so I'm going to open up for questions. When you do leave a question, three question marks, and then type out your question before we do that. Tomorrow is rewilding's birthday. Uh, if you're watching this later, it's October 11th, which is super, super exciting. Um, I don't know how we're celebrating yet. We're kind of working on opening up mystery school. So for those of you who are here live with us on, uh, whatever the heck the date is today, the ninth, obviously, cause tomorrow's, tomorrow's my birthday. <laughs> I'm claiming it as my birthday. Um, for those of you who are in Australia, we're going to try, we're trying to get mystery school open. Um, I just filmed a little video about mystery school. We're trying to get it open. Um, and that's kind of our like celebratory birthday. Australia is where rewilding was born. It's where rewilding was birthed. It's Australia always feels like home to me. There's just so much deep love in Australia and so much support and so much gloriousness. Um, and to have just gotten, uh, the approval to come back to Australia um, via a work visa was like Australia's gift to rewilding of, hey, you can come back for six months and do rewilding here. It was so beautiful and just feels so yummy and so supportive and so glorious. Um, so we're celebrating over at rewilding. Um, just the birthday and we'll probably do some stuff in the Facebook group. Uh, I don't have a clue. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do for our birthday tomorrow, but it's our birthday and we're just really excited about the gift from Australia to be able to go back home, um, and be home for a little bit. Okay. So questions. Um, uh, oh, it is, it is the 11th in Australia today. It's my birthday. <laughs> It's actually not my birthday. It's my three-year-old's birthday. Um, rewilding is definitely like, um, uh, it was like giving birth to a child and it's still, it is like a three-year-old throws lots of tantrums all the time. Still we're, I, I feel like I'm excited to get out of the terrible twos, but then somebody told me Elise, actually, she's part of the rewilding team. She's like, mm, yeah, three is not that much different. So just expect more tantrums. <laughs> um, I don't see any questions. La, la, la. Maybe there aren't any. Maybe I need to scroll the other way. Okay, I'm going back down. Let's see. Oh, I just love you all. You're all just saying happy birthday. Oh, yay. Um, here's a question. I love that. And thank you all for the birthday wishes. That's so beautiful. Uh, Paula, Sabrina, is soul truth similar to a divine contract? To me, Paula, yeah. Um, when you say divine, so the key in that sentence for me was divine contract. Um, 
soul truth, divine contract. How would I feel into divine contract? Divine contract to me feels like, this is just for me, um, to me feels like my divine contract, I feel like I'm doing it. So doing this, um, doing this podcast, doing this work, uh, my deep call to bring out the feminine, my deep call to sit in circle, my deep call um, to have opened up men's circle this month, those are, to me, my divine contracts. They change. So this is another thing, is they change. They change every moment. This is a hard reality to grasp, but they change every moment because the whole world changes every moment. Every time someone makes a decision, the whole of the world changes every moment. So to me, soul, it's, it's a constant feeling in. It's a constant feeling in. It's a constant, what is my divine contract now? What is my divine contract now? Because for instance, let's say the Kavanaugh situation didn't happen. I'm just giving totally random, raw, who knows what sort of examples. Let's just say the Kavanaugh instance didn't happen. Let's say um, the different things in my relationship didn't happen. Let's say da 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 didn't happen. I may not have had a divine contract and a call to do men's work at this time. That may not have shown up right now, right? So it's constantly reading the energy, constantly checking in, constantly following. What's in alignment today? What's in alignment in this moment? 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 What's my soul truth in this moment? Moment to moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. Right? That's that's the truth of it. Most of us don't live from that place because it's not easy. You have to totally let go of all control and and our want of things to stay planned and things to stay. I don't know what feels safe to us. Um, so, but Paula, yeah, to answer your question, to me, soul truth. Um, is similar to divine contract, at least in that way of describing um, divine contract. Um, let's see. Just holding. <laughs> I love this one, Selena. <laughs> oh, sister, I love it. I love it. I love it. Does holding in your soul truth cause depression and anxiety? Yes. Yes, not always, but especially at the start, causes the ego to kick up a fit, causes the whole system to almost shit itself because it is now starting to shift over to a whole new way of living, of operating, of acting, of being. And it, it, it causes little self to freak out. When little self freaks out, it, it throws up, it throws a tantrum right? Little, little self is throwing a tantrum and it's going, wait, 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 wait a minute. Like, wait a second. We have always been in control from this ego place. And now we're starting, the ego is starting to take a back seat and the ego becomes the servant to the soul, right? And so it's not always pretty, but here's the other thing, Selena, that I do have to say, um, is a lot of times when we are not in soul truth, we are not aligned, that's when we're depressed and that's when we have anxiety. So for me, when I get depressed, I'm out of alignment now. I am out of alignment. When I'm anxious, I'm out of alignment. Um, but there's a difference in it. So far out, this is hard to talk about. That is a great question. Um, and 
the biggest part of this is know thyself. We start to know our markers. Your markers for out of alignment will be different to my markers for out of alignment. Um, so to answer the question, does, does holding in your soul truth cause depression and anxiety? Yes, it can. But also being out of soul truth can cause depression and anxiety, right? So it's both. It's both. It's, it's both. And we just need to start to get so real with stealth and start to know self that we know what, what's what, right? And, and doing the deep soul work, all of that unveils itself. All of that, doing the archetypal work, doing, doing the big stuff, going in, going in, being real with self. Um, it, it makes it so easy. You just know, you just know, you know where it's coming from. Um, okay. So, uh, oh, Teresa, this is a very easy one. Author name of the book about Saraswati. That was Sally Kempton, Awakening Shakti. It's one of the chapters in her book. Uh, more happy birthday messages. Thank you. <laughs> I think we're going to have a dance party tomorrow. Kelly, we're having a dance party tomorrow. Um, uh, maybe we'll just do one more question if there's anything else. Ooh, test. Test. You got a good one. I don't know how I'm going to answer this one. I haven't read the whole thing yet, so I'll just read it out loud so everybody knows what we're talking about. How do we discern when it's a soul truth or when it's the mind heart getting involved? Because the mind heart can be damn strong too. Or do they all play a role? Test. I love this. And you're going to hate my answer because it sucks. Um, but I'm going to try to give as much as I can around it uh, to give you as many clues because I can only give you clues around it um, because it's the same thing that I said before. It's that know thyself. So here's the thing. My markers will be different than your markers. My markers for when I'm in soul truth are different to your markers when, I, when you're in soul truth. My markers for when my mind and heart are starting to get involved and they're getting clingy and graspy and they're doing weird things, my markers are different to your markers. We've all got very different markers. So for some, just to go back on the last question, for some of us it starts to cause depression, it starts to cause anxiety when we're maybe following our mind or the heart in that weird way. Um, versus the soul alignment. Let me try to feel how I can how I can bring something to the table here. This is a great thing to end on. All right. So if you get really centered in your being, um, really centered in your being, right? My feet are about a little bit further than shoulder width apart. There's a very straight line happening in me. I'm very grounded. I'm very earth. There's a center point that runs through me. Those of you who work with me, you know this. This is the, the vortex, the central channel, the, the big mama shakti, right? Like that's our, that's our vortex. But this column of light that runs through you, you get really in touch with that. You get really grounded, really firm. You are solidly in yourself. You're on your center point. So finding that, right? And this is just one tiny little practice to take you there. And you find that center point. And now from this place, from this place, you feel like, is it soul truth for me to go on this trip to India with Andrew Harvey? That was one I just had to feel into. 
is this soul truth or is this my heart going, I like Andrew Harvey. I think he's, I think he's good. I think it would be fun to be good buddies with Andrew Harvey for two weeks, right? Like one time in the past, he gave me some really fucking awesome advice and he gave me a collie sword. This is all very true. Gave me a collie sword and told me you better fucking buck up sunshine. Cause you got some big shit to do in this world. So do your work. Um, is it just that? Right. And, and so we, you, you get so clear and so real. And the other big important thing is you have to let go of the outcome. So you, you have to let go of, of the out of the outcome right? In order to hear straight, in order to hear clear, because if we're clinging on to the past, right? Like clinging on to, oh, but the last time I saw Andrew Harvey, it was really, really good, right? So for me, it was sitting in that place until it became clear. And it's not, it's not in my highest to go to India with Andrew Harvey. It's not in my highest soul alignment. It's just not, It's not, but I didn't know that for weeks. And so until I can run it through my system and it's clear and it's clean and it's crisp and it's, it's soul aligned, I don't make a decision because I have such faith that I will know when I'm ready to know, right? I I, I will, it's it's hard to start to talk about stuff like that. Um, So I don't know if that helps at all, Tess. I just felt like if I could maybe give you an example or kind of open a door, give you something to feel into, it could maybe help to discern. But really the answer to your question, sister, is you just keep feeling and you keep practicing and you keep doing it. So you keep you keep tabs on when you fuck up, keep tabs on when you get straight and what it felt like when you got it straight right? What it felt like when you got it wrong. So hindsight's twenty twenty, but use it as a learning tool. So, okay. It felt like this when I made this decision and that blew up in my face. And I realized I actually wasn't in soul alignment. I was definitely out of alignment. Go back to what it felt like, right? So it's constant learning. It's constant learning. It's that mindfulness and you start to know. So you start to know all of the markers. You just know the markers and then you don't have to make shitty choices or choices from mind or heart with weird little things going on because you know what that feels like. And you're like, Oh no, that's just my heart doing that thing that my heart does. What does it feel like when it's soul aligned? Right? So you start to know. Um, and I hope that that was useful. It's really so, 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 so different for you than it's going to be for me. Um, and it's a bit of practice. It's a, it's a continual practice. Um, and that's it. All right. My sweet, amazing, glorious sisters, thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for co-creating this space. Thank you for what you bring to rewilding. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Thank you for all the love and the little comments that we get. Thank you for the topic suggestions that you send us to do podcasts. Thank you for your passion and your love and your care and your concern about our Facebook group and our community. Um, we are, we are always, um, we are always working our asses off to bring more and to do more and to open more and to share more and to hold more and to drop more fucking love bombs in this world and light bombs. Um, I was just sharing with this woman yesterday. I said, I'm not, I I just, I just, I just want to, I just want to bring the good stuff 
in, in, like, can get, can get it in. Can we get it in? <laughs> like, let's get the light and let's get the love. Let's get it in. Let's anchor it into this world that we live in. Let's anchor it into the earth. Let's anchor it into each other. Let's anchor it in. Um, and that you're all doing that and you're all such a huge part of that. Um, every time you come on a retreat, every time you come on a workshop, you're anchoring big, beautiful stuff into your system, into this world, into your family systems. Like the ripple effect that's happening is profound and amazing. And I want to say I see you and I witness you. I witness the work that you're doing and what you're bringing in. Um, even the online stuff, even being in our Facebook group, I just, I feel it and I see it and being here in this space on this live or podcast, whenever you're watching or listening, I feel you anchoring it in and, and being a part of it. And it blows my heart wide open. And it actually brings me to tears kind of, um, of just the amount of gratitude for what you're saying yes to and saying yes to in some, even if it's in a tiny way, doing it with me. Cause I can't, I, I'm not, I'm not, I can't do it alone. I'm not here to do it alone. Um, and you, you have to say yes to, to doing it in the way that we're doing it. And I'm grateful for that and everything else um, that you're saying yes to and that you're doing. All right. I will see you next week. Um, love, 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 love to you. Um, and I will see you in the Facebook group during the week if you hang out in there or wherever I will see you, um, maybe in mystery school in Australia. Okay. I love you all so much. Have an awesome week and I'll see you next week. Mwah!